0: A Sunday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mac coming you way live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, you know Rocket can. All right, uh, we're getting prepped for what I think is going to be a fun, exciting, and really competitive NBA final between the Suns and the Bucks. The Bucks got their spot last night with their win, taking out the Hawks in six games. Here to give us a Milwaukee perspective from Valley Sports. Up there in Wisconsin, host and reporter for Bucks, does some Brewers, too. I might throw a Brewer question in at the end. Uh, Dario Melendez joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Dario, how's the party going up there in Wisconsin these days?
1: Uh, I got a little case of Bucks-itis right now. I'm doing the Brewers game, (laughs) and uh, I can't really speak because the Deer District was bumping last night. That was so much fun. It was something the city had been waiting for for nearly 50 years, and uh, we hadn't seen anything... Baseball basketball wise since the early eighties. So this was this was a really fun night watching a team without their superstar and another starter uh pull off a really nice Eastern Conference win.
0: How much did taking out these Hawks these last couple of games without Giannis bolster the confidence of this team going into the NBA Finals?
1: I think the team was always confident. I mean, look, John Horst went out this, this offseason and made the bench a little bit weaker. You look in past years, Coach Boonehoser used to go to the bench a lot in the postseason because the bench was really strong. I mean, last year you had Corver and Robin Lopez, Dante coming off the bench, uh, Pat Connington coming off the bench. I mean, you could have had a starting five for a pretty bad team on the bench alone. So Horst, the GM, makes the bench a little bit weaker but puts better pieces there that fit what they're trying to do. And we've seen it come to fruition. Like, a guy goes down, guys step up. Oh, and by the way, you add Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton gets his role a little bit better. With no Giannis, Brooke Lopez gets to be the Brooke Lopez we saw with the Nets, you know, the guy that has set the all-time leading score in Nets franchise history. So they always had the confidence. It was more of having the right pieces around, and Drew Holiday was definitely one of those missing pieces.
0: (laughs) I saw your Twitter after last night's game saying, uh, yeah, you uh, Chris Middleton haters better shush because he had the unbelievable (laughs) third quarter, which lifted them to the victory. You were right on point. Uh, You tell me because you're up there amongst them. Are there really Chris Middleton haters? Why would people hate on Chris Middleton?
1: Well, here's the thing. A couple of years ago, there was this theory that it was either Chris Middleton or Malcolm Brogdon. And Malcolm Brogdon was a very good player. But he wanted to play point guard, which the Bucs didn't want him to do. And he wanted to get him paid, which the Bucs weren't going to pay him. So they trade him to Indiana. He's done what he wants to do over there. He's having a good year on a bad team. It is what it is. And they paid Chris Middleton a max deal. And when you hear the word max, like Andre Drummond gets a max deal, when you hear that, there's certain expectations. It's not what Giannis got. It's not what Steph Curry got. But he got a lot of money, and – in the past two years, the Brewer, uh, the Bucks, I should say, hadn't been able to break through that wall and get to the NBA Finals. Chris Middleton's always been one of the better players in the NBA. Is he a superstar? No. But he is the next tier, and we see him. He's flirting with it. When he needs to be the guy, he's shown he can do that. We've seen it throughout the, the NBA playoffs so far. We saw it in the Heat Series. We saw it in Game 6 and 7 against the Nets. We saw it in Game 4 and Game 6 last night. If the Bucks need to turn it on, Chris Middleton's the guy that can go and create a shot. So it's just when, when fans hear Max, they expect certain things out of a guy. And, and Chris just doesn't need to be the superstar. Like, he knows he has Giannis. He knows his role. He lo- he has bought into what Coach Bud wants to do. But if need be, if you need to get an easy bucket, Chris Middleton's the guy.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what more you could ask for a guy when he's asked to be the number two. He does it graciously and gracefully when he needs to step number one and the big guy is out he comes up with big performances like last night I don't know uh, what more you could ask out of him and oh by the way Drew Holiday as well you you mentioned the key addition this offseason was Holiday last night on the offensive end but throughout this entire playoff run I'll tell you it's been more about Holiday's defense last night he made uh, Trey Young's life a living heck. I think that he's upped his defensive game. I was in Philadelphia when Holiday was drafted, and he's always been a damn good offensive player, but he has become a better defensive player over his career. How much has his defense meant to this Hawks team?
1: Jody, he's become like one of the best, if not the best, defensive point guard in the NBA. I mean, look, I was a huge Eric Bledsoe fan because of what he brought defensively, and I thought he was a really good uh, initiator of the offense. But the problem with Eric Bledsoe is he's. It was a struggle for him to get his own buckets in crunch time. When Giannis wasn't having the night, when Middleton wasn't having the night, you needed Bledsoe to step up, and he couldn't do that. You bring Drew Holiday in, you don't lose any defense that Bledsoe had because Drew Holiday is a, a top defender in the league, and you get instant, easy offense. Like The way he can back down and just play bully basketball is, is amazing. Like There were a couple times where the Hawks, and we saw it in the Nets series as well, these, these teams get within a couple points after being down big, and you need that stopper. And Drew Holiday's the guy there getting the lane, backing down a smaller defender or getting the lane and going up with the bigs and, and laying it up for, for Lopez or some acrobatic uh, underneath reverse that we saw yesterday in the fourth quarter against the Hawks. Like, yeah, Drew Holiday offensively has been really good outside for maybe two games in that net series, but defensively, He has been by far one of the best defenders in all of basketball. Heck, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant, they come out after all their games. They're like, look, the one guy we don't want to have on us is Drew Holiday because he's going to make our life, as you said, a living heck.
0: All right. You mentioned uh, the uh, addition of uh, Drew Holiday before the season started, and he has certainly held up his end of the bargain. In-season acquisition of P.J. Tucker – Played a key role in the victory over the Nets. He is a tremendous defensive instigator and gets under people's skin to make an occasional three if you leave him open. Uh, he's filled his role very nicely for the Bucks in this Finals matchup. What do you think his defense assignment is going to be? Because I don't see as good a match for him versus the Suns as some of the previous series here. Who do you think he's going to draw on defense and try and be that pain in the you know what guy?
1: I think Devin Booker. I mean, he can hold his own with a smaller guy. Um, look, you're not going to stop a guy like Devin Booker. He's just too darn good. But the matchups are there. I mean, Lopez and Aiton, uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Paul, and then you put PJ on on uh, Devin Booker. I mean, that could that could be there. Like. Crowder, I'm guessing, is going to draw the Chris Middleton assignment. We saw Crowder last year with the Heat going against Middleton. I think Middleton's a little bit of a uh, more confident, well-rounded player this year. But the matchups are are, are pretty darn good for the for the uh, Bucks. And this is a trade acquisition they've been hoping to get success out of. Last year it was it was Williams, Melvin Williams, didn't really pan out. The year before was Miritich. didn't really pan out. This year, PJ Tucker has been everything and more. Yeah, you want to see him hit those corner threes that he's made his money on the past few years, but the defense, he brings the intensity, the mentality he brings, Jody, has just been so impressive and valuable for this team during this run.
0: You uh, filled us in nicely on uh, some people in Milwaukee holding uh, Chris Middleton to unfair standards and the like, a.k.a. haters. I'll talk on a more national basis. I cannot understand why a lot of guys I've had on as guests here on the station, see on TV, mention the fact that, you know, if the Bucks don't make the run, they're supposed, Coach Budenholzer might be on a bit of a hot seat. Oh, I didn't understand started. that ever. And <laughs> I sure as hell started. don't understand it now that he's going to the finals. I think this seat is officially no longer warm. But the fact that it was even broached at different points in this season and even into the playoffs, I still don't understand. Why do you think it was out there? I I am not putting it on you or me or anybody else, but it it was out there. And uh, if you can explain it to me, I'd love to know why.
1: It was out there two days ago. It was out there three days ago. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: The the issue is. This is a fan base, and I think nationally, you're not used to seeing the Bucks relevant. Like they hadn't been this relevant in a, in a, a stretch since maybe the '80s. You had 2001, which was awesome, but in the mid '80s with Mark Johnson and Sidney Moncrief, I mean, those were some really, really darn good Bucks teams. The Celtics weren't as good as they were. Maybe the Bucks have a couple more championships. Um, it's it getting over the hump. Like Coach Bud had this reputation of being a regular season coach when he was with the Hawks. He couldn't get past the Eastern Conference Finals. He comes here. You run into the buzzsaw that was Kawhi Leonard in 2019, and then you fall apart in the bubble in 2020 after having these epic regular seasons. They kind of retool, and it wouldn't be surprise me if Bud put the Bucks in positions during the regular season to face some adversity because the Bucks didn't have a great regular season. They just didn't. But they didn't need to because they had had great regular seasons in the past and nothing came of it. So it seemed to me that Bud was tinkering and tooling with the team the entire year, like, hey, I don't want us to switch on anything, and that obviously didn't work, so they'd get down big, and they're like, okay, well, you know what, second half, let's switch on everything, let's try this out, let's try to drop a little bit more in our defensive coverage and see if you guys can battle back. Coach Bud is adored by his players, like the players love him. In my mind, there was no way he wasn't coming back. Uh, he struggles sometimes with in-game adjustments, but as we've seen, he outcoached Spolstra. He outcoached Steve Nash. He outcoached uh, the Hawks in, in this last Eastern Conference Finals. So he has made the proper adjustments game to game. And without Dante DiVincenzo, who we lost in the Heat Series, and without Giannis, who you had lost the last two games, I mean, Coach Bud deserves a ton of credit. It's just he's an easy scapegoat when things aren't going well. Because, again, Jody, we talk about this. People have expectations. You have three guys on max deal. Giannis at super-duper max, Drew on a max, Chris on a max. Well, you have this, so you should be winning championships, right? Well, if it's not them, it has to be the coach. Sometimes it's just the league. The league's really good, and you see where the Bucks are now. Just got to be patient, and Coach Bud was, has done a really good job of getting this team to where it should be and getting the best out of his players.
0: I've been saying on my show for the last couple of weeks when this has come up, Uh, I don't see it, I don't get it, I don't understand it. And for those who are uh, putting this story out there, I hope they got a quote from... Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, because he's the one who's going to decide whether Coach Bud is back or not. <laughs> they they are so tied to him. If Giannis says no, this is on us. The players lost. It's not the coach's fault. then Boudinholer's going in, and they're not going anywhere. But if Giannis decided to go, yeah, we were are better than we should have overachieved. I'm not sure exactly what we're doing. Then yes, I could see whether the seat would get hot under the coach. But you tell me, he and Giannis have a great relationship. Oh, very
1: good relationship. Everybody. I mean, look, Giannis has a great relationship with everyone. He is one of the nicest superstars I've ever gotten to work with. And I was there. I used to listen to you all the time, Jody Mack, when I was out in New York working at New York One. Um, I mean, I got to cover Carmelo. I was covering the, the Nets team when Lopez was there. Um, I, I, I've been all around the country covering some of the biggest names in all of sports. And I got to say, Giannis is the nicest, most genuine, down-to-earth person you'll ever meet. Like, what you see with him is not an act it's just who he is. I remember one time I think we were actually in Brooklyn after one of the games and I wanted to ask him a question, couldn't get to it cuz you know when the teams in town there's different media around asking different questions and we couldn't get to it. So I'm walking away from the scrum and he grabs me on the shoulder he's like, "Hey man, I'm really starting to get your question. You'll be my no. first one next time." <laughs> like, "That Jody, that doesn't happen. Like no. that doesn't happen in sports." So it's just he's, a, he's just a really great dude and he loves his coach. Uh, and this team really respects Coach Bud. All
0: right. One last thing for you, and uh, you've given us some good insight here today. Dario, thank you much. Um, the Bucks are doing what they're doing back in an NBA championship. It's been 50 years, and the, the, the city is going nuts, and Fear of the Deer uh, hanging out there. Oh, by the way, the Brewers have won 11 straight games. Are they flying under the radar in that town? You don't get oh, eleven man. straight in a row and nobody noticing. How are they splitting their time, loving their two teams in Milwaukee these days?
1: It, it, it's been great. It really has. Like since they traded for William Adams back on May 22nd, the Brewers are 30 and 10, best record in baseball. They have this huge lead right now. But what people are really focusing on is I don't know if you do you know what George Webb Restaurant is? Have you heard of George Webb? No, Jody. All right, so it's like Denny. It's like a a hometown Wisconsin diner. Anytime the Brewers win 12 straight games, everybody gets free hamburgers the next day. Mm. So this happened in like 1917. The the legend is old (laughs) old man George Webb in 1917 uh, promised it for the minor league Brewers team. That happened. Then it happened with the Braves. It happened in 87 with Team Street when they won 13. It happened in 18 when the Brewers won uh, 13 straight heading into the postseason. So people are really looking for an epic, epic Wisconsin weekend where you have, on Saturday, the Bucks punching to the NBA Finals, the Brewers hopefully winning 12 in a row, and then Monday we get free hamburgers here. So people are starting to really pay attention because there's food involved, which is always a good thing.
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh, are the Packers in on that mix? I'm, I'm thinking the Packers uh, might have won 11 in a row uh, sometime the, over the last 20 years.
1: The Packers just want Aaron Rodgers to get – The drama done with. That's what everybody (laughs) wants with Aaron Rodgers, and and this is my bold prediction. I've been talking about now that the Bucks are in the NBA Finals, Aaron Rodgers is a minority owner. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends all this drama this week, says he'll sign an extension, gets rid of all the 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 BS that's going on, just so he can start going to a couple NBA Finals games because he hasn't been to any games because he doesn't want to be a distraction. But it wouldn't surprise me if we see Rodgers. Uh, get the olive branch this week and, and get back to normal. So this could really be a really, really nice week, week and a half here in Wisconsin.
0: All right, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I'm telling you, if is going to a Bucks game, he's going incognito. He's going in costume. <laughs> in the he, mustache, he's, he's, he's,
1: Bobby V? Bobby, Bobby V B like mustache.
0: Absolutely <laughs> right. He's already got a mustache, so that might not work. But he'll figure out something to get to the games, but uh, try and keep you guys from knowing that he's in the house. We appreciate you jumping in our house with us today, Dario. Good stuff. Enjoy the ride. Anytime, man. Dario Melendez from Bally Sports, Wisconsin, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Good spot out of him. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that. All right. I enjoyed talking to you guys. We'll come back. We'll reopen the phones. Hit me up. You know the number, 855-212-4227. Get on the, with the Mac man here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay.
1: Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or